0: Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Inside Line F1 podcast. And this episode, well, I know you've read the title right and you know what this episode is going to be about. But seriously, think about it. On this show, we've had racing drivers, we've had commentators, we've had journalists and experts and broadcasters. But this today is genuinely going to be such a unique question that, I mean, such a unique interview, actually. You can see the excitement on my face because I'm already messing up my words. It's so exciting for me. I can't, I can barely think straight. But this, folks, is going to be one of the most, uh, awaited episodes for me and Kunal personally. And what do you reckon, Kunal? How, how much time have you been prepping for this one? Because the questions have just been bobbling in my mind for the last few days.
1: Thank you, Somvil, And yes, um, I've been prepping for this since September last year, since that was the first time we actually uh-huh. made contact with AWS. And it gives me immense pleasure to introduce Priya Ponopalli on the show. She's uh, She's the Machine Solutions Lab lead at AWS. But that's like the title. the The more inspiring part is that in a male-dominated world of Formula One, uh, there's a female who's heading a team of machines and a lot of other very intelligent humans uh, that are working to bring, you know, artificial intelligence and machine learning to sort of make the sport of Formula One better. Now. If you're like me, these terms are like those buzzwords everybody uses just to claim that they're smart. But here we have Priya, who genuinely knows what machine learning and AI does in the world of Formula One and what AWS specifically does to you know, enhance and elevate our experience. So Priya, thank you so much for joining us uh, on a Monday morning. It's great to have you on our show, and I'm pretty sure there are lots of exciting technical questions which we're going to ask which probably answers of which we don't really understand too much of. Uh,
2: Gunal and Samuel, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on
0: here. Ah, great stuff. And Priya, I, just the first thing I have to ask you, AWS and Formula One, I mean, who would have thought initially, now now that it's happened, it kind of seems like a match made in heaven with so much data to explore, so many big questions to answer in terms of the live broadcast, the cars and so much else. But just how did it go about? And were well, you at the project from the very beginning? Because it's, it's such a big thing to lead forward.
2: So AWS and Formula One have been partnering together since 2018. Mm -hmm. Uh, As you know, Formula One is one of the most data-rich sports. Every car has about 300 sensors. They're generating over 1.1 million data points every second. And um, Formula One also has over 70 years of historical race data. So uh, we are partnering with Formula One to help them engage their fans better, predict race strategies, um, and use machine learning and analytics to really drive and fuel innovations in the sport.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's really crazy. And so, Priya, it really baffles me, right? Because there's so much to work with in this whole thing. How did this whole partnership begin in the first place? It must have been like such a big dream offer that there's so much to work with and so much fun stuff to bring out for fans like us.
2: Absolutely, you know, sports is a fantastic medium to bring the benefits of machine learning to life. And we are seeing sports organizations across the world embrace these technologies and uh, bring fans closer to the game, uh, closer to all the decisions that teams and drivers are are making. So it's very exciting to partner with the F1 and uh, help them use these advanced cloud technologies like machine learning and cloud computing.
0: Uh, Must be be such a crazy project to oversee and work on. But first things first, Priya, I'm actually baffled by this. When you first got the project, when you approached it, and what was your initial reaction like? Because this is just humongous. And you guys have done such a tremendous job with it with so many different applications, which we will discuss, of course.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, Samil, our approach to uh, partnering with uh, companies um, and our customers like Formula One is to solve true business problems. Um, So we brainstorm with our customers, uh, identify what their top challenges are, top opportunities are, and then work backwards from there uh, using technologies like machine learning to build uh, innovative solutions for them. Uh, So uh, our approach with Formula one was, was similar, and, uh, you know, we are helping them uh, drive uh, innovations and fuel the sports digital transformation.
1: Uh-huh. you know, I, ha- I have to interject here. You said solve business challenges, right? The current business challenge in the world of Formula One after the, you know, pre-season tests have happened is the word poising, which is going to become the buzzword from now until the end of the season or before that. Now, I really hope, Priya, that your team of machines actually predicted this phenomena from happening before we humans did in the world of Formula One. So I'm sure we're going to try and find a fix to it. It's going to, you know, it's going to be fixed before we know it. But it's, it's just so exciting to know of all the other technologies that you all have already sort of worked on. And Somil, we can actually take a deep dive on that right away.
0: You know what, let's do that. But before that, Priya, why Formula One? Why why does AWS have to get with Formula One? What was the whole idea behind this whole partnership? It makes sense for F1 to just understand so much more and do things like building new cars. But what's in it for AWS in this whole thing?
2: Formula One is uh, some of the highest sanctioned uh, automobile racing by the FIA with the most advanced and fastest cars. Uh, It's also an extremely data-rich sport. Uh, They've embraced technology and are leaders when it comes to adopting um, uh, machine learning and high-performance computing. And we're super excited to partner with them to solve these uh, interesting challenges uh, in the
0: sport. Awesome stuff. And now let's actually talk about the stuff that you've done because there is a lot of good stuff. You know what? Let's start with the most relevant thing right now. Because folks, if you're tuning in live, if you listen to this episode, it's round about the time where the first test is done. And there's not a more relevant time to have you on, Priya, because this is a comment. I mean, these cars, of course, the regulations that sort of overrule over these cars are the ones that are designed with the help of your team Firstly, how much time did it take? Because this is a mammoth project. I think F1's most extensive regulation change ever
2: Yeah, so, you know, uh, Formula One is using AWS high high performance computing uh, to run aerodynamic simulations and develop this next generation of car nearly 70% faster than ever before. And uh, they're creating a car that reduces downforce loss from 50% to 15%. Mm. And this drastic reduction gives the pursuing driver a better opportunity of overtaking and giving the fans more wheel-to-wheel action. Uh, So the 2022 season will see the next generation vehicle. Um, F1 is also experimenting with machine learning in its simulation process, which will provide the team with new insights into more than 550 million data points uh, generated from over 5,000 single and multi-car
0: simulations. Wow, that's some properly extensive stuff. So where do you begin with a regulation like this? Because because of course, we all know the objective, right? We want to make sure that the aerodynamic wake for the car behind is reduced, but it, it just basically is a Pandora's box for you guys. There's so many options that you can take from. So just how did you go about with it?
2: As as always, uh, we start from the problem and then we work backwards from there. And, uh, you know, in this uh, situation, the Computational Fluid Dynamics Project, it tests the aerodynamics of cars while racing and carries out detailed simulations that have resulted in the proposed car design for the 2021 racing season. And uh, it utilizes over 12,000 hours of compute time um, using over 1,150 compute cores to run transient simulations. Um, So using AWS, uh, Formula One was able to reduce the average simulation time by over 70% uh, from 60 hours down to 18 hours.
0: Wow. Wow. Wow, that that is ridiculous. It, it seriously is that that is such great efficiency, and it just makes me wonder. With, with such a big project, with so much to work on, and the way you guys have made it so efficient, those first steps must have been crazy. And so it, it just. Baffles be right when you've got such a big target and you know how you've got to make it more efficient just finding the right route and you mentioned how much time it took just how frustrating was this whole project and how much brainstorming did it take for your team to just find out the, the regulations now that of course we've eventually seen on track now finally.
2: Well, it's a it's a partnership, uh, Somil, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, with any complex problem, uh, we break it down um, into various components, and uh, we use what is called Amazon's working backwards philosophy. We decide what the end goal is, mm-hmm. and then take steps to to get there. So, in this case, the project took six months to refine using Amazon Elastic Compute Cloud or Amazon EC two C five N instances, and this delivered performance equivalent to that of a supercomputer costing millions of dollars. And with the insights gained from these simulations, Formula One has been able to specify a car with only 10% downforce loss at the same one car length distance.
0: And that hopefully will turn out to be so much fun on the track, but what sort of insights are we looking at? Because it's so fascinating, right? Because of course, for, for the lay person in us, we, we tend to look at, oh, there's a lot of CFD work happening. They must be working on something fun. Just what sort of insights are you guys picking out in this whole process?
2: So let let me uh, share a few examples Hmm. here. So computational fluid dynamics simulates the impact of a liquid or gas on an object, and it requires extensive compute capacity to perform this kind of simulation. Um, However, running HPC clusters on-premises requires considerable upfront capital expenditure. It has very lengthy procurement cycles, um, and regular hardware refreshes uh, to avoid Uh, you know, being obsolete. So uh, with virtually unlimited capacity, engineers, and uh, uh, researchers, uh, we can now innovate beyond the limitations of on-premise HPC infrastructure with the power of the AWS cloud. So to uh, complete this uh, CFD work here, Formula One used AWS Parallel Cluster on Amazon EC2 to run the OpenFoam CFD framework and Amazon S3 for all the data storage.
0: Nice, that's good stuff. But Sundaram, one of our listeners, and of course, he is one of our founding members of Pitch to podium. He's got a really fun question around here. And his stats are really amazing. So if you guys at the time, go check him out with F1 Stats Guru. But he's asking, I bet AWS already has a ton of data from the 2022 preseason tests. Could he tell us something that the F1 guys aren't already? There must be something, there because really, there's a lot of data learned in those last three days.
2: I I don't have that info at hand, but I'm happy to circle back and and share that with you offline.
0: Oh man, hopefully someday we get to see it because it must be so exciting for the teams, right? Finally working uh, and finally getting the cars on track and learning so much from it. Really crazy stuff. And there's one question we've got from being to survive on social media. He's asking just how do you manage all that data? Because it is so much to learn from For, 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 for a whole team as well. Does it get a bit too confusing that there's a bit too much to work on? Perhaps?
2: Yeah, you know, Formula One uses AWS to collect all this data, analyze it, and visualize it um, using a very broad and deep functionality Mm. of services. And uh, this includes Amazon S3, Amazon Kinesis, uh, as well as Amazon SageMaker to build all the machine learning models uh, that give fans these deep insights. So it is a data driven sport. And, uh, you know, um, AWS has all the right services to help um, F1 manage the scale and complexity of data.
0: Mm. Actually, Arman's got a lovely question on the live chat. And thank you for joining in, Arman. And I really want to know your take on this, Priya, because it's so relevant to what you're working on. Would simulations from AI and machine learning be more valuable than real life tests in the future? And we can see a lot of it happening because nowadays teams are only testing for three days when earlier on they used to have hundreds of days of testing time. Things are moving in that direction, isn't it?
2: Yeah, technology is going to help us uh, do these things more efficiently uh, and faster going forward, uh, Somil, And mm-hmm. uh, uh, there will be many efficiencies that we will gain. And, uh, you know, um, it's, it's hard to say what the future holds, but I am very optimistic about, you know, the applications and um, uh, benefits of ML to solve such challenges.
0: So, how do you just make it as lifelike as possible? Because we, we've seen over the last few years that the AWS graphics that, are, that we see on TV, of course, they are getting a lot more realistic in comparison to what they were previously. So, just how do you go about with it? Especially the time model stuff, which earlier on was a bit erratic, but now we, we are getting a lot more realistic stuff. Just how do you go about it?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a partnership between Formula One subject matter experts, scientists, Mm -hmm. uh, AWS machine learning experts. Teams of broadcasters. So it it takes uh, many cross functional stakeholders partnering together to bring these stats to life. And um, often starts with the brainstorming session that we call a discovery workshop. Mm. Um, You know, we we talk about what would be most exciting for fans and um, uh, what kind of data would be necessary to make that possible. Uh, We then work backwards from there, um, explore different. Uh, machine learning modeling approaches until we meet uh, the right success metrics and and have these performance models, um, and then of course partner with um, uh, teams of engineers and broadcasters to bring this these um, live to you know in the form of the F1 insights hmm. that we see during live broadcasts.
0: Well, you mentioned these key stakeholders, but there's one big stakeholder of F1 that's not involved in it: the teams. The teams don't share their data. And is that a crucial missing factor? Does it impact your progress as much? Because usually they are the ones with the most relevant and uh, most real-time data in comparison to all the others.
2: So uh, Formula One has a lot of data, right? Mm. I've mentioned the 300 sensors on each car and uh, the 1.1 million data points every second uh, combined with over 70 years of historical race data. So th- this is this is a lot of data, and uh, it's it's very par- powerful, very valuable um, in generating all these uh, exciting F1 insights. And we've generated over 18 such F1 insights um, so far. Um, and uh, you know, we're also working with um, uh, Ferrari, uh, the team. Mm. And um, uh, you know, uh, while we work with F1 as a whole, uh, Ferrari is using AWS's advanced analytics machine. machine Machine learning, our compute, storage, and database capabilities to rapidly achieve insights into car design and performance on the road and track.
0: So we all know who's who the who the AWS office is going to be cheering for this year, don't we? That's going to be fun to see a Ferrari end up playing up. But speaking of teams, speaking of how you go about with this whole process. Ah uh, Kunal just had this really amazing question that he asked me yesterday about well, how do you rec- how much do you reckon of this team is machines, and what part of it is human? so just how is this breakdown like? What part of it is human work, and how many machines do you have working for you in this case?
2: Uh, well, you know we we have a team of uh, the the. Let, let me tell you a little bit about my team, the Amazon Machine Learning Solutions uh-huh. Lab. Um, so we are a global organization of ML experts, so scientists, engineers, as well as product managers, and uh, we work with some of AWS's um, uh, customers and help them identify and implement, uh, you know, machine learning solutions to solve their most pressing business challenges as well as opportunities. So uh, with the cloud, with the AWS cloud, we have everything needed to make machine learning successful. We've got storage um, we've got compute um, we've got uh, all the right algorithms and we've got all the ml experts to solve these problems and uh, you know have real world impact
0: nice that's good stuff and this just makes me wonder about Formula one and the whole AWS partnership. How, I mean, at the beginning, of course, we now know that Rob Smedley, Felipe Massa's engineer, is now working as the head of data at Formula One. And I can imagine the partnership between you and your team and with Rob Smedley must be quite strong. And the interesting part is, right, there's a lot of data to work on. And I can imagine Formula One initially being a bit overwhelmed at the prospect of getting so much and getting so many insights from you guys. So how open have they been in this whole process? How receptive have they been to change in this case?
2: They've been fantastic partners. Um, you know, we work mm-hmm. those discovery workshops that I mentioned. Uh, there have been a few uh, where, uh, you know, uh, we brainstormed with Rob Smedley and his team um, at, at, at London and uh, identified a number of these stats. They bring that subject matter expertise, their deep domain knowledge of, of Formula One racing. And uh, it's been a tremendous partnership that we're very excited about.
0: Interesting stuff. And now, one thing I was really excited about when it was announced was the AWS graphics, because knowing things like striking distance, knowing things like tyre performance, that was all so exciting for me as a fan. Now, I am actually very intrigued by one particular aspect of it, the the performance metric, where you see the car performance uh, tracked throughout the season. Now, of course, cars change. We, we see new front wings, new rear wings, new side pods, and so many things come up. But How many times do you have to change your algorithms to match it? Because, uh, of course, it, it might be a bit crazy with teams developing their cars so quickly. Just how often do you have to keep up with the algorithm as well?
2: So this is true for any machine learning model, Mm SOMIL. Um, you know, it's trained on a certain amount of data. And over time, as that data changes or drifts from the initial distribution, machine learning models can also drift. So Mm. it's called model drift. Um, It's something that, you know, uh, one needs to routinely update and, uh, you know, train new models. Um, And that's just the nature and life cycle of machine learning models.
0: And so how much of it is manual work? Because of course, machine learning, of course, course the name suggests that it learns on itself. But for, for the switch between 2021 and 2022, was that a lot of work you guys had to put in, in terms of updating the models for this year?
2: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you have uh, new data. Um, so, you know, it does require machine learning experts to train the models, mm. but they're something called you know there are things called uh, continuous integration and continuous development or ci cd okay. um you know pipelines that one puts in place that then make it very easy as new data comes in ah. you know retrain models reevaluate their metrics to make sure that they're as performant as we want them to be and then redeploy them and this is this is a, a standard practice that's that's used um Uh, for all machine learning uh, applications.
0: So quite simply, the more it goes on for, the better it gets. And, and, And is that what we're seeing with all the graphics on TV as well?
2: Uh, absolutely you know this is this is again uh, you know very true for uh, machine learning models in general. Uh, you know there, there's there's a ton of um, data that goes behind them and um, you know it, uh, it it does take uh, um, a lot of data as as the amount of data becomes more and more representative of what we see in the real world. Mm. Uh, the models also become more and more accurate. So um, o- over time, as we get more data, uh, we do expect models to become more performant and also generalize better. So ah. adapt to new situations that they haven't seen better.
0: Now, this makes me ask a question about the, the TV graphics that we had early on, Priya, because a lot of people on the Internet, let's just say they were miffed about it. But were you guys confident deep down that, OK, maybe in six months, maybe in eight months, this will get better as we get more data? And, and that has proven to be the case.
2: You know, with with all these machine learning models, Mm -hmm. they are trained on all the historical data that we have. Mm. Um, We construct the training set, the test sets, the validation sets as robustly as possible. And uh, these models do get better over time as more and more data is available.
0: Mm, Interesting stuff. Now, I want to know about the future because with you guys, there's so much always in the pipeline. Kunal and I were just discussing this early on today, just thinking what more could be done. We've already read about potentially helping racetracks design their own layouts because, of course, understanding what could be the better circuit, I mean, general circuit design for better racing. We've already had driver predictor models, uh, discussions about understanding how drivers are pushing on the car as well. What next? What's in the pipeline? This is all stuff that we just couldn't even have dreamed about 10 years ago.
2: Yeah, you know, who would have thought that machine learning would be helping us, you know, improve player health and safety, yeah. uh, design faster cars um, and, and solve all these interesting challenges. So it's it's hard to say what the future holds, but I am very optimistic about uh, how ML will solve many complex and uh, important challenges. And, uh, you know, uh, as always, we will work with our customers and uh, help them innovate, um, uh, you know, and and solve uh, their uh, biggest opportunities and, and challenges.
0: Interesting. Quick question from Sundaram. AWS gave some insights on the fastest driver of all time in mid-2020 and...
2: uh that 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 was um a fantastic partnership where yeah. uh, for the very first time uh, we used uh, you know uh, machine learning and data to answer uh, a very subjective question in uh, mm. in an objective manner for the first time which is who might be the fastest driver ever
0: yeah and that was really interesting and uh, it makes me wonder about other sports because clearly there is a lot to take from there as well Was there anything that you picked up from other sports that AWS works on as well? Were there any learnings or is Formula One just a bit too peculiar in comparison to all those other ones?
2: You know, I think there are a lot of uh, uh, common problems uh, that we're solving across sports. And uh, as I've mentioned, uh, you know, uh, sports organizations are embracing these technologies uh, to better engage their fans. We have a new generation of fans that, um, you know, consume a lot of data, Mm. want many interesting insights. um, And uh, we want to bring them closer to the game, both before the game, during the game, as well as after the game. So we partner with some of the largest sports organizations in the world, including the NFL, um, Bundesliga, uh, Swimming Australia. And there are many learnings that, uh, uh, you know, we've received that we use in all our uh, customer engagements.
0: Seriously must help out because at the end of the day, it's human performance that you guys are also tracking. And that's been a very interesting metric that has also been fun to see develop all along the way. And another thing that Shashank has pointed out, right, because there's so many, so many graphics that you guys have developed. But he's pointed out about the pit lane performance graphic. He said that pit lane performance is one of my favorite AWS graphics. Would love to know if we'll see something new this year as well. That was a fun one to watch on TV.
2: Yeah, you know, we have partnered with Formula One on over um, eighteen different graphics. Uh you've mentioned uh F1 Fastest Driver, there was qualifying pace, um, race strategy, uh battle forecast, as well as under undercut yeah. threat and, and many others. So um yeah, again, I, I I can't disclose what what's in the pipeline, but uh rest assured there's there's a lot of excitement coming.
0: Uh-huh. That sounds like fun. I hope that we get to see all that stuff on the track sometime soon. But I think, Priya, you really are able to read my mind because you straight away are mentioning the exact points that I want to know more about. It's outstanding. Arman has also come up to the very same thing about those quick decision makings, about how you understand the whole thing and maybe help out with, this, with everything out. He said, some fans feel that the use of ML and AI could potentially take away the thrill and unpredictability, of suppose. He says, I personally love the graphics, but what are your thoughts on that? And he's also asked about the speed of decision making. Is how useful is MS in is ML, I'm sorry, in those quick decision making processes?
2: You know, uh, with with all of these sports, it's it's the athletes, it's the drivers that are the the real superstars here, mm. and and there's just so much data uh, that we're talking about. Um, it's just hard to process in a very raw format. You know, there's mm. so much telemetry data going from the car to the pit and vice versa. So machine learning and analytics can help us um, analyze that data and glean insights uh, that that help us understand the split-second decision-making a lot better than we would have uh, without these stats.
0: Now, this just brings us to an amazing point. Uh, Abu Dhabi, Michael Massey, he ended up making that rather controversial decision. Well, we we don't want to talk about that. We've done enough on that, on that podcast. But FIA have also announced that they are going to have a bit of a VAR kind of system in football where they review and check. Is AWS involved in the decision making at that sense? Or are you guys helping out in the development of that system too?
2: You know, we are working with uh, many customers on a lot of uh, uh, applications uh, that use computer vision. Uh, this this includes uh, refereeing, um, metadata tagging, uh, real-time event detection. So I think machine learning can play um, a very important role in uh, uh, the, this kind of decision-making.
0: Mm, fun stuff. Now, one from Arman. Uh, it's, it's a bit... A bit of a tangent, you could call it that way, because it's it's not entirely similar to Formula 1, but there's maybe a few learnings we can take outside the world of Formula 1. He's asked, does AWS use data from F1 or other sports to improve other sectors of machine learning at AWS, maybe such as finance or healthcare? Now, that's something I'm really curious about because we've always, I mean, so far in this podcast, we've discussed what's in it for F1. But is it is there much for AWS to take outside of F1 as well?
2: You know, I can speak for um, our you know our, our customers. We work with customers across all industries: mm. um, healthcare and life sciences, manufacturing, telecommunications, um, finance. And uh, when it comes to machine learning, there's a lot of cross pollination of ideas. Um, you know, there, there's there's lots of uh, different data modalities. Um, uh, that that are common, lots of common problems. So um, there, there's a great cross-pollination of ideas. And, uh, you know, since our work uh, with the NFL um, and Formula One, we've seen many other customers flock to AWS for their machine learning needs.
0: That's basically all you could ask for, right? It just It's perfect advertisement in a way, considering how F1's been going so far. But I, I'm really intrigued about how much more machine learning can do and how much more AI can do in this case. Now, we've all, of course, we've all dreaded the prospect of having driverless cars because we, we love the human aspect of it. But we've seen it happen in in the world of esports, in the world of sim racing. Honestly speaking, that must be a realistic factor, right? Maybe uh, we've seen it happen on the road to to a certain degree. To what extent do you think it can be done in racing as well? And And how soon do you think it can happen? Again, is it a spectacle? note? That's, that's subjective, but just on the objective side of it, do you think it can really happen?
2: You know, it's hard to say what the future can hold, but as I've mentioned, right, I think mm-hmm. machine learning can solve a, lo- a lot of key challenges for us. And uh, I think we're a little bit away from that futuristic scenario uh, that you've described. Uh, we've got a lot of practical, uh, real-world problems to solve. Mm. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited that As a technology, uh, machine learning has gone from something uh, just being piloted to something that's now being used in production, um, solving uh, real world problems with impact. Um, there are so many companies that uh, you know their entire value proposition is based on machine learning, mm. and uh, I think I think there are um, many interesting applications, and it's going to help us solve uh, important some of the hardest problems we face, like like climate change, cancer, space exploration, uh, renewable energy. So uh, I'm I'm very optimistic.
0: Uh, Likewise, I'm really intrigued to see just what more can machine learning do in this space. And so is Siddharth, who is one of our team members at Pits the Podium. He's got a lovely question for us on social media. He's asking just how does AWS go about collecting data? Again, we discussed how many data points and sensors we have, but what sort of machine learning algorithms do you use as well? That's what he has in mind.
2: Let me share an example uh, Uh with uh, the NFL. So the NFL powers NextGen Stats, which is their solution to collect complex data from the field um, using AWS. So Mm. uh, they have RFID sensors. These are RFID tags in the shoulder pads Mm -hmm. of the players. Uh, There's also a sensor in the ball um, and at various other points on the field, on the referees. And Mm. these sensors are passing uh, real-time location info. So this is X and Y coordinates uh, to broadband receivers every tenth of a second. Um, again, extremely data rich. And Amazon um, S3 is being used to store all of this data. And Amazon SageMaker is then being used to train machine learning models that make interesting predictions that can be used um, in real time during, during these games. So, um, you know, there's also video footage that's being collected, and um, a lot of injury data that's being collected. And All of this data is being combined and and analyzed um, to uh, have positive impacts on various aspects of the sport, like making um, football safer. So I think there are very many different applications. Um, Different customers have different types of data that they collect. um, And we have a broad and deep functionality of services that can help manage the scale and complexity of data and make sense of it and, you know, have that impact.
0: You mentioned so many crazy data points with NFL. It must be even more. It must be amplified with Formula One which I'm sure must be a dream of anyone working in the field of machine learning, right, to have more data and more control over it. But what's the partnership with F1 been like in terms of the challenges? Has it been a bit of a tricky project to work on? And just what was the hardest part of setting it all up?
2: I think it's been a a fantastic, uh, you know, partnership so far. You know, we've partnered on some very key um, events and uh, uh, this includes you know transforming the sport changing how they collect data how they analyze it how they visualize it uh, we've, we've partnered on enhancing fan engagement through oh. all the F1 insights. Um, we've partnered on creating a better racing product by uh, helping them develop the next generation of the car. Um, so if I were to say what the most uh, challenging aspect is, you know, it's always um, uh, at the onset. Uh, you know the the problem and and defining the full scope uh, uh, you know that i think that's the part where uh, we partner with uh, f1 experts and then we work backwards from there um, but it, i think it's been a, a very exciting partnership
0: and this just makes me ask one really nerdy question right with, with so much data with so much potential option available What was the one thing you would love to do with F1 potentially? Any extreme idea that you have in mind that you can perhaps execute? Maybe that could be something already in the pipeline. Now, I know you wouldn't say say that, but still, any extreme idea that perhaps you would love to work on Formula One with all this data that you have in hand.
2: You know, uh, we want to help them solve true business problems. We want to help them innovate. And uh, that's that's what we've been focusing on. And that's what you will see more of, um, you know, in the future.
0: Can't wait to see that. But Priya, you're really leading the way forward in this whole thing in terms of ML, in terms of managing such an amazing team who's working in such a productive direction. There's so many people who want to know exactly how you got it done. we have got two questions. Firstly, one from Arman, who's here with us live and sending in so many great questions. Thank you so much for joining in, mate. Uh, He's asking, as an ambitious student who is in love with the idea of ML and AI, just what does it take to be a part of AWS in the future? And what is a day in the future life of Priya Ponnapalli like as a leader and a pioneer in the future of AI and ML? That's a big one.
2: Um, you know, for uh, let me let me take the first question first. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think you know to be successful with. Um, ML and AI, you know, of course there's this uh, getting up to speed and getting familiar with uh, the ML side of the house and, and the domain but it's also really listening to the voice of the customer um, identifying what the true problem is and then working backwards from there, right? That's the Amazonian process mm. um, and, uh, you know, customer obsession where we, we focus on what is the customer problem that we're trying to solve and then build a solution to that uh, day day in my life you know it's um uh, i love what i do i love working with um all our customers and uh, solving real world problems using machine learning i'm very proud of my team it's a it's a global organization with with scientists engineers and and product managers and um uh, you know it's uh, uh it's it, just gives us a lot of uh, happiness solving these problems uh, for our customers and uh, partnering with them on uh, some of the most uh, important challenges of our times.
0: Well, there's actually one similar question that we've got on social media as well from Abdullah Harris, who's also asking, if you move from something from another career into something like AI and cloud computing, just what should you be aware of? Because it's such a vast field.
2: I think um, you know the uh, AI uh, space can use a lot of diverse perspectives, and uh, we need all those diverse ideas coming from all the different fields. So uh, my advice would be don't don't feel that uh, um, you know uh, you are not ready. Uh, it's never been easier to learn a new domain, especially come up coming up to speed and with with ML. There's so many online courses, uh, so much great content. Um, you know, pull yourself up a chair and, uh, you know, bring your diverse perspectives and experience to this field. Uh, uh, we definitely need it.
0: Absolutely. It'd be fun to see what more stuff we have in Amber. Priya, before we let you go, just one really fun question. Personally, who, who are you rooting for in 2022? Is it is it going to be Ferrari?
2: you know uh, i i i look at sports through the lens of of data and uh, um uh, yeah i i'm not going to there's, there's no spe- specific team that uh, i'm going to name but i am a lewis hamilton fan and uh, my my family is uh, a huge f1 fan um, i've i've mentioned my uh, 7 year old now almost um, He's, uh, he retrospectively picks uh, which team and drivers he's picking based on who's winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure we'll see more of that in the season. We're super excited for it.
0: Absolutely. This this is going to be such a fun year. And it's so amazing to have you on here, Priya, to just help us understand just what goes into preparing these insights and also the new 2022 car. Seriously amazing stuff. Loved, loved having you on the podcast, Priya. Thank you so much for your time.
2: Thank you, Kunal and Thorman. Pleasure being on here.
0: Well then, folks, I hope you had a good time listening to this episode as well. I know I did. It was really fascinating diving into everything. And if you did enjoy, you know what to do, right? You know you have to share this podcast, leave a good rating, all that good stuff. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And see you on another episode of the Inside Line F1 podcast and Pits the Podium. Bye-bye.